The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening. And welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting tonight. I'm joined by Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And John Roberts. Yo. And we're here to talk about, uh, uh, well, the trash fire that's really become American politics. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into that, I do want to just say that we'd love to hear from our listeners. Uh, I, I... I noticed some extra activity on the Facebook, so I guess our listener pool is growing, which we appreciate. Or this summer and they're out of school so they can... <laughs> I'll take it. Whatever it is, I'll take it. And we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us in a few different ways. Uh, uh, Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio is our community there. At Civil Politics FM is our Twitter handle. And Civil Politics Radio at valleyfreeradio.org is our email. And uh, our esteemed producer will be keeping an eye on uh, uh, the email, certainly, uh, during the show uh, so that we can, uh, I don't know, maybe respond to your comments and correct our mistakes and so forth. Don't be crazy. Uh, I can dream. Um, Also, uh, we have our own website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com that has recordings of previous episodes of the show, supplemental episodes, and all kinds of good stuff like that. Um, we also use the hashtag civil references when we post links to things. I say we really, it's genre. Um, (laughs) but, uh, we use that hashtag to make it easier to follow along. Um, I thought, uh, by the way, I was away last week because, uh, I wanted to help my mom celebrate her birthday, which was the day of the show. Happy birthday. Um, seven days later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. Um, man, it's hot today. Uh, you guys did a great job, I thought. Uh, I really like the show you did talking about uh, the role or utility of violence in politics. Uh, and I wish I'd, I'd been here for the whole thing. But uh, Well, next week we're going to talk about religion. That's kind of the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> is it religion specifically? Yeah, with uh, Wendy. Why, you're, why, is your, um, why does your religion care what I do? Oh, okay. I thought yeah. the, I thought why do you care was the more general yeah. thing. But yeah, yeah, okay. That'll be interesting. Wendy, who is, of course, the host of uh, Subculture, the radio show that follows us, a great music program. So that'll be cool. Yeah, that's going to be a good show. Um, but the question of uh, political violence, uh, I, I think, is certainly one we can talk about some more. Uh, and I think it'll uh, be, be relevant as we go on tonight. Because... Um, uh, one of the, I, I, I texted John with some comments and you guys mentioned them on the air, which was nice. Um, but one of the, 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 the ways in which uh, political violence works is that it, um, it changes the tone in a way. And it, it uh, I mean, obviously, but I mean, it, it changes the kinds of things people talk about and the way they talk about them. And it changes who listens uh, to whom. Uh, and when it gets to the point where people are starting to, to fight in the streets, 
much less when people get to the point where they're actually taking sides in something they're calling a, a war. Uh, or maybe a skirmish. Well, <laughs> skirmish leading up to a war. Uh, it, it, really, it, it, it changes it to something that is unlike anything that I've experienced in my lifetime. I mean, the, 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 the oh, right. riots... Vietnam the Vietnam was gone by the time you get all the other well, wars was, have been Well, I was born in 1970, so I don't yeah. remember Vietnam. Yeah. And I remember Watergate, but not Vietnam. Every, all the other wars have been detente wars. They're like... Sure. And there have been, you know, there were, there, there were there, you know, there were the Rodney King riots the year I graduated from college, which was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's the stuff in, uh, 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 God, after Michael Brown was killed in New Jersey. Uh, no, that's not New Jersey, Missouri. Um, and I want to say Flint, but that's Michigan. Ferguson. where Ferguson. Thank you. Um, in, yeah, I didn't bring my list. I had my list last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's fine. But so there, there are certainly moments of, of tension. And, and then there was the, the neo-Nazis marching in Charlottesville. Or what's going on in Puerto Rico right now. Right, which, which is awesome. But I was also, in a way, completely... That's purely people in Puerto Rico being upset with their elected officials because because the guy's sleazy isn't that protest <laughs> oh it's absolutely protest yeah oh but i i mean like with, with violence now a little bit yeah oh and it's and it's a big deal but it's it's it seems wonderfully local and and straightforward it's like oh my god this guy's such a dirtbag we don't like him you know so they want to get rid of him and they're 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 protesting and angry in the streets and they're trying to pressure the guy into resigning and if he does when he does, that'll be the end of it. And it's like, that's wonderfully simple and straightforward. You know, the issues that were at play uh, following the acquittal of the officers who uh, nearly beat Rodney King to death and the decision not to uh, charge the police officer who shot Michael, Br- Michael Brown, yeah. uh, Darren something or other, I think was his name. Uh, those are still very much in play uh, all over the country. That's still like a big societal struggle that's going on. <clears throat> so... Um, you know the 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 way in which uh, uh, sort of sides start to form and people are polarized and listening or not listening to each other uh, becomes uh, you know uh, an increasingly fraught issue. And like I said, it's n- it's becoming more it, it, the dynamic is changing into something that's less and less like anything i remember in my lifetime you remember the 60s so you oh, may yeah. be like oh oh yeah like they say on, <laughs> on game of thrones you may be saying oh you sweet summer child <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say the word snowflake but you know i'll refrain <laughs> i, I i'm definitely melting <laughs> um let's go ahead it's, John. Uh, darren wilson thank you oh i thought we weren't gonna mention evildoers names oh okay. we aren't Okay, well, we can do The police you officer want. who shot Michael Brown. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, according to the, the, the uh, uh, attorney general, uh, uh, he's a great guy. So anyway, but whatever. Well, we're well, not here to relitigate something that happened several years ago that, you know. We're still mad about. We're still mad about, but we can't do anything about. So. Yeah, and that's what protest is. You probably heard our definitions in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Sort of the, the when there's not really something you can do in terms of your position or your authority, the choice is to protest. Right. And then when protest doesn't work. Then know, what do you do? Then what do you do? Yeah. Right. Um, and to some extent, the, the choice is suck it up or escalate. And um, Or put more pressure on. Well, that's... That. Yeah. That's what I mean by escalate. I mean, there are tons of ways you can escalate. But I mean, you know, if marching in the street 
quietly withholding signs isn't getting the job then done and then there yeah, are other things like the you can do. pike for a couple of hours exactly you can <laughs> chain get, yourself together and, well you can get oh, a wait, we should have you can get about here a, for this one you can get about a thousand <laughs> people together uh to uh blockade the the office building that ice uses as a bunch of jewish activists did uh yeah. Uh, earlier this week, uh, under the, and you know, under because the, their slogan is "Never again is now." Yeah, well, and that's unlawful assembly yeah. according to our definitions last week. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, so pretty low down on the protest level. But the right thing to do, I think. Anyway, um, but I, I mentioned that as sort of uh, a, a reminder for uh, uh, those of us who were listening last week, and if you weren't. Uh, go to civilpoliticsradio.com and you can listen to the episode uh, uh, in all its glory. Um, it really was a good discussion. Oh, good. Guys. You Thank guys you. did a great job. Thank you. Um, yeah. You didn't need me at all. <laughs> but uh, given what's happened this week, uh, I think the question of... Uh, By the way, that was genre's idea, that show. That was a great idea. Brilliant. I didn't... What? <laughs> oh, were you looking at our email? Never mind. I, what? <laughs> I said that it was your idea and that it was brilliant. So. That guy's playing Galaga. <laughs> Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. <laughs> yeah, no, it was John. We were trying We're to think about Galaga what to do. On so. Discord. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a good topic, and and you know sometimes having a question, sort of an overarching question, is helpful to structure and mm. thought process. And sometimes it's not. <laughs> So one of the things that, uh, I mean, if there's any one really basic fundamental thing that this show is about since, well, since actually uh, you and Genre first pitched it to me. <laughs> actually, me and Stefan and Genre sort of well, yeah, I, pitched I, it to each other. I didn't and meet then... Stefan until after we went on the air. So. Yeah, no, it was, it, honestly, uh, in a side, it was a really interesting happenstance because we all were thinking about kind of the same show at the same time. And two members of the board, and I was a former member of the yeah. board yeah. at this time. Um, and we were, yeah, and yeah. we needed it. We really needed this show. So I think, I think, it, yeah, I, yeah we, I mean, when when I when I tell anybody about, it, I I say uh, it's it's cross it's like crossfire without the the jerks. I'll blunt my language, <laughs> but <laughs> um, anyway, I thought that was. Yeah. I, I always think that's interesting. That was four years ago. Yeah, and then when John talk, told me about this idea he had, I said. I, I shamelessly said, well, if you want somebody to sort of be the, you know, the center of attention prima donna guy, I am happy to volunteer. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, it's weird to me that I, yeah, you know. Well, the gift of gab is a gift. I like, I'm kind of like a sniper. I like to yeah. go in and take a shot and then, you know, leave. So yeah. I think the personalities work pretty well. I hope I, so. I might be wrong, but at least from my perspective, it works for me now. Well, so. I get to talk a lot. That's all I really care about. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're the host. <laughs> but what happened in the and that's week why this you week? hit the mute button. Yeah. <laughs> what are we well, talking about this well, week? Well, so fund so fundamentally, civil politics is if it's about any one sort of root topic, it's about the whole question of like of civil discourse, like how do we actually get along and come together and talk about things and and hash things out. And um, not just pretend to go along or just, but really right. to express yourself without being, you know, you might get picked on, but it, it's pretty safe here. Right. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And Which is why we all go out to dinner afterwards, just to make sure we haven't hurt anybody's feelings. Just uh, an independent, a Democrat, and a Republican that just like talking about politics and hanging out and sometimes make nerdy references. 
the amazing thing to me, honestly, I'm grateful for everybody who's listening. Sorry, I know we've sort of gotten aside here, but but thank <laughs> yeah. you. I, I, it's amazing to me that anybody wants to hear anything I have to say about this. And yet at the same time, I'm like, of course they do. It's me. <laughs> and that's why you're the host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there Can was we get a, a mirror in here, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. There was a on the ceiling or like on the wall? Yes, or? there was a point to this uh, beyond my ego. Um, and that point is... Oh, I took my glasses off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put them back on again. Well, that point is what we uh, want to talk about... I thought that was the Shakespearean uh, soliloquy. So. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about how... Uh, we do the politics and the talking about it and the politics Ah. that is the talking that is politics. And uh, this week I think was really extraordinary. And uh, there was a a really good opinion piece on the website splinter that I read, uh, which I'm sure John can find, uh, find and link to. I don't, I don't know that site. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not one of our trusted news sources. Oh, okay. Good to know. But I, I, you know, (laughs) but you trust it. Well, I trust it to give me interesting to to tell me about Tidbits. interesting things. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lefty political site, so you know it's part of the part of the leftocracy. I have to get my marching <laughs> orders from somewhere, you know. <laughs> okay, let me you let know? me gather my uh, forces and. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the 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 uh, article, uh, I don't remember the name of the fellow who wrote it, but it was it was I thought it made a really good point, uh, and and that point is, um, that. Uh, even if you want to take the most uh, uh, negative, minimalist, like, yeah, I guess they got something done, you know, the most most uh, deprecatory uh, approach or, or view of the great civil rights movement of the 1960s and 70s and, you know, people like uh, Rosa Parks and Dr. King and so forth, um, that uh, they didn't really... Uh, do much to truly end the racism and bigotry and prejudice that is distorting America and all the problems that stem from it. Um, that in the end, that they they you know they didn't really uproot the evil that has corrupted us, that was corrupting us then and still corrupts us now. But they absolutely did change the way we talk about it in public, because before and and this is something that uh, like that I ha- honestly need to be reminded of because it this is uh, an evidence of the change me born in 1970 um well the change had somewhat happened in terms of the talking about it yeah, yeah. well like like in in the course of my life like i can't really imagine some public figure doing like george wallace did and saying you know segregation now segregation forever you, you know. remember boston politics and and busing no, I don't because I was a little child. <laughs> and there were and there were politicians that were would would just say, "You know where I stand." And they're from Boston. I mean, these are acting like the, the oh. most bigoted, you know, southerner that you've there's, ever heard there, of. There, there's plenty of racism in New England. Yeah, and I'm know? I'm drawing a blank on her name, but she was quite famous. She was on the school committee, Boston school committee. But but yeah, very blatant, very it it didn't matter. They did not suffer for having language like that. But and like, we're back there now with Trump. Well, and I've gr- well, yes, and that's kind of where I where I was going. But like I've grown up, and it just like the idea to me that someone would come out and say, "Well, I'm a racist, and I believe in racism, and you know, white supremacy, and whatever." Like that is a sign that you're admitting your evil, that you're admitting, you know, you're condemning yourself to the fringes of society. No one will take you seriously. You're 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 not fit for polite company. You don't deserve any kind of power or influence. No, is and, that and that and everybody just agrees with that. And that is that your age or is that your social economic status? 
I Class. can't I can't uh, uh, really understand outside of the affluent. I grew up in Andover, Mass. My parents both went to college. You know, like you know, like dad was a banker. Like that's just baked in my cake. And I I I you know I never lived on Skid Row. You know, or anything like that. They're like, they're, I don't really know what it's like to well, be. Well, I'm just talking about other parts of the country. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm a, I'm a upper class wasp from New England, and I, I freely admit that, like, I don't know that I'm necessarily truly typical of the rest of the world or the United States. Probably not, but I, I think I might probably be probably absolutely not. But but <laughs> I, I think I am in this way because, like, if nothing else, uh. You know, like you, you don't get somebody getting up in the 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 uh, in a state legislature or in Congress and just saying like, well, of course, you know, you know, black people are inferior or whatever. Oh, or was... Everybody knows you can't trust the Jews or whatever, or the white race must be preserved. Like that is just you can't say. That. Yes, you can. Somebody said it today or yesterday. Right. They said what did they say? They said uh, slavery up in you, New Hampshire. You can own you can own slaves and not be racist. Yeah, that was that was quoted was in the Globe or somewhere today. I'm sorry, I didn't bring the reference. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, I, I. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. And and it's just like wow. Yeah. Wow. And they'll probably stay elected. Well, and and th- this is so, uh, like because we because like that's said, New Hampshire, which is New England, but New Hampshire is not. Massachusetts it's is even, not Vermont. It's even worse than than Boston. And it's not <laughs> and it's not Maine. Yeah, and I I I think sometimes we so often think. Sort of the the bubbles that we are in are the bubbles that are pretty much everywhere, and I I I think it's a lot yeah, no. deeper than. No, I don't. No. Well, sorry. I the but I I don't think that the bubble like I know that that people live in a bubble here, but I never think that that this is average. Average that this we're all above average here. So oh <laughs> well, in this room, of course. <laughs> But, but this area is very. Um, um, it's, yeah, it, uh, I know. I remain very realistic about what what the what people do and how people act around here versus other places. It can be worse in New Hampshire. Like it's not as bad as like Texas or but something. It depends here. on which town you're Alabama. in. Alabama, but yeah. um, you know, and it might be growing up a black person in a very white dominated area but the people here think they're they're more special than they are (laughs) i sure all everyone is special well the thing that got me okay let's hand out the the participation (laughs) trophies now is that what we're doing yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you could see mike's eyes i think (laughs) i thought they were dumb when i was a kid So, I I just I I really wonder like uh, by uh, you know the, the well so the uh, I think the biggest most shocking piece of news uh, this week was definitely the way President Trump has attacked uh, the quote unquote squad uh, AOC Ayanna Presley from uh, Dorchester here in Massachusetts. Uh, Rashida Tlaib from Michigan and Ilan Omar from Minnesota. And uh, he has been very critical of them. He told them to go back where they came from. If they don't like it here yet. Right. And of course, I mean, and there that is, is like such a yeah, th- meme. Th- I mean, well, that, that, that is such a racist <laughs> cliche, you know, but I, it's still, 
and, and a it racist is, thing to say. And it isn't for me. I mean, it is racist for him to say it in that context. But I went right back to the Vietnam War when all the police and military were telling all the hippies, if you don't like it, get out of here. You know, this is the, the peace sign was the tracks of the American chicken. And yeah. that was basically fathers telling their sons to get the yeah out of the country. And well, I mean, it, he's it's, from that era, so. Yeah basically love it or leave it. So mm-hmm. I, I layered it on top of the um, sort of the militarism of the 70s. Well, and of course, uh, Trump spent the entire Obama administration complaining, complaining, complaining about how terrible it was, and he didn't leave at all. So, uh, you know, they're they're only doing what he did, you know. Well, he went back to where he came from in New York City, right? I mean, making America great again is a complaint about America. the state of the country. <laughs> exactly. So, so the assumption is that it wasn't great. Exactly. Yeah. Go back. Go back to. Where's he from? Scotland. What's no, his family he's from, roots? He was born in Queens. No, no. I mean, his family roots are. Uh, his mother, mother was Dutch, from Scotland, and her his his grandfather was from Germany. Germany. Yeah. So go back to to Germany. Go back to Europe. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. it old Europe that um was it one of our uh, secretaries of defense used to say when they wouldn't support us in one of the wars? Oh, that's that's old Europe. That's not very modern. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, I don't remember that. that oh, I, t- I heard it really loud and clear because I was like, like, oh, Kissinger that's... Kissinger or something? Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't Kissinger. It was not Ashcroft. Um, oh, yeah, because it was der- uh, about the Iraq War, right? Yeah. 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 Wait, and, a Secretary of State? D- I think Defense. Oh, Defense. So probably Rumsfeld. I Rumsfeld. Say, I think it was Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld. That's a rummy reference yep. right there. Yep. yep. <laughs> Sorry. The memory is good, but it's short. <laughs> he was... He was one of the greatest thinkers of our age, I think. Yeah. If he wasn't so terrible, he'd be worth forgetting. <laughs> but um, interesting turn of phrase there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, and we're coming up on the break here on civil politics. What but were we we're talking give about? It a few minutes. <laughs> well, I was. I just want to want to offer up this this thought about about how this this gambit of President Trump's uh, to be criticizing them, say you know they should you know. They should go back where they came from and whatnot. Oh, because he doesn't have Hillary to kick around anymore. Right, right. And so he needs a woman. Absolutely, to and pick on and and women are going to upset him. And uh, well, and and uh, so he had a rally Tuesday night. I think it was Tuesday night. Yeah, and he. Uh, Do you know where it was? I, I North Carolina. It was it North Carolina. So and he was uh, he was talking about uh, each. Now of, that you say that, I think it's South Carolina. Am I wrong? It's a Carolina. <laughs> well, they're very different. Um, I know they're not the same, but it's it's one of the two Carolinas. North Carolina. Meant, thank you. I'm sorry, which one? North. Oh, it was North, because mm-hmm. South is, um, yeah. Regardless, um, uh, of course, when he started talking about Ilan Omar, the crowd started chanting, send her back, send her back. Uh, and they went on. Oh, for, she was born in Somalia, right? She was born in Somalia. She's the only one US of those, citizen. One, only one of those four U.S. citizens who wasn't actually born on this continent. Sort of like Romney, right? Or wasn't John born, McCain. Wasn't he born in Guam? I forget where Romney was born. In. I don't remember. I thought it, he was born Ted in Michigan. Cruz. But John McCain was born in the Panama Canal Zone. Ted Ted Cruz was born in this continent, just not in the United States. Yeah, can- Canadian. He was born in Canada. Yeah, so send him back. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and that. That's you know like a like a naked demonstration of racism by this crowd of people, and Trump is there soaking it up. Well, maybe not. I mean, I think Trump it is a race thing, but it also 
could be a nationalism thing, as in people with Italian heritage. You know, that's it's basically really potato, potato. Um, nationalism um, doesn't have to be racist, but like they just slip together like peanut peanut butter and chocolate. Romney was uh, was born in Detroit. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought he was Michigan. Born, his thought, dad was governor. No, no, I thought he was born in Mexico and they moved. From I was his grandfather. Harper University Maybe Hospital. Maybe it was his dad who was governor who was born in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. No, his dad. Thank you. Uh, well, all right, I don't know, but his, I know his dad ran for president, so. His yeah. dad was, uh, his father was born to American parents in a Mormon colony in, in Mexico. Chihuahua, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. That's it. It's his dad who Where was. they went to get away from uh, uh, restrictions on polygamy. Anyway, um, the Romneys aren't, aren't really germane here. But um, well, I was just pointing out that you yeah. can tell people to go back where they came from, and and be you know sort of nationalist about it rather than racist. I'm just making a finer tip. I, 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 I. Wait, what? So I was saying. She's saying because they're saying go back. Well, what, what, yeah. what are so, you saying? So, so you know me. I always go granular. Yeah. So, I think Trump is very anti-female, and yeah. I'm a ardent feminist, so I admit my prejudice around that. So, of course, he picks on women. His thought process about go back to where you came from, while they're arguing like, oh, it's New York City or wherever it is, I'm actually arguing that he may actually have been more being nationalist, as in, you know, whatever your heritage is. Like, do you remember the judge who the he said couldn't judge judge his Curiel, case? who was born in Indiana, but his parents are from Mexico. Yeah, that he he has a habit of kind of doing that, of calling you not American. The thing I, is that when the thing is that when he does that, when he says stuff like that, it's only to brown people. He he doesn't say go back to where you came from or anything to, to white people. Yeah. Bernie uh, Sanders or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. He wouldn't say that to Bernie Sanders. No, he says New York values to exactly. Bernie Sanders. Which but he is doesn't code say, he doesn't call him un-American. He doesn't say that he's not an American. Well, he has been calling yeah. calling the squad un-American. Well, he's That's been calling Bernie yeah. un-American, too, because of his socialist views. I mean un-American meaning you don't belong National. here. Right. Yeah. right. National. He doesn't say that to Liz Warren. No, he doesn't. He only says that to Brown Well, because people. she belongs here because she's part American Indian. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is it time for a break yet? Uh, <laughs> but I, want, I, really want to, I really want to drive this point home. He yep. only... He, Anytime he says that uh, he questions someone's allegiance, um, he questions uh, if someone in like likes the country or something. He never says that to white people. He, Didn't it's he say always, it to Nancy Pelosi? No. He's never he if if you are if you don't want if you don't if you're complaining about America, then he says maybe um, why don't you love this country or something like that, but actually telling people to go back where they came from yeah. or that you that that judge that he holds an allegiance or he because he's he can't mexican, judge me fairly because he's mexican because he's mexican even though he's american but it's not a race mexican it's mexican absolutely a racist isn't, thing to say no no i'm saying mexican is not a race it's no, a it's national a, it's a national thing it's, it's but, a, but it's we a, we know mexicans are Hispanic or it's whatever. it's a it's a it's well, a nationality not, oh, no. that and that is when you when you think about Mexicans that um, you usually think about Latinx uh, people. The thing is that he he wouldn't say that to. Yeah. This is okay. This is the only example I can think of. So I apologize, but he would not say that to Louis C.K. Nope. Who was born in Mexico? Yep. 
but he's a ginger. So that he had he has white parents, but he was born in Mexico. So he wouldn't say that to Louis C.K., but he would say that. He wouldn't tell Arnold to go back to um, Austria. He wouldn't. He wouldn't because if Arnold was criticizing him, he he would say, "Oh, he's." I don't know, like, but he wouldn't say go back someplace because well, there we, he's we not. We know how he I, criticizes Arnold Schwarzenegger. He mocks him for not getting his good ratings with The Apprentice when he took it over. That's yeah. what he says about I mean, Arnold that's Schwarzenegger. Thing, yeah. And he did at that rally. Yeah. Yeah, which wow. he always yeah. does. But so, yeah, the, the, so that's I, the thing. And I'm not arguing that it's it's not racist. I'm just saying that he uses the cover of nationalism in a lot of cases. Yeah. Whatever that is. But I... I yeah, it's sort of like saying Angela Merkel speaks fluent Russian, which she does. Okay, so okay, so what you're saying is that he's he takes he's, a broad brush. He kind of he, covers. He, he it. says he says a racist thing, and then he says no, it, it's not racist because I'm not because I'm saying something national. She needs is, to go back to New York if she and solve the problems there, and not yeah. That's that's the cover statement. The thing but, is that no matter what you, we can't allow that. We can't allow that to happen. Be say that because it is a racist thing that he said, and it needs to be labeled as a racist thing he said. He might think that it's not, but he's wrong. I, I think he does because uh, it, because the whole point of make America great again, the whole point of birtherism. Hey, Obama, show me your birth certificate. You know, etc. Yeah. Um, is ultimately every- that America as a nation. They don't mean in the modern political, purely in the modern political sense of like the nation state, which is an organization, you know, a way of organizing politically, you know, going back to the 18th century or whatever. No, they mean in the older sense of like the nation of Israel, the nation of whatever, you know, like a, a, a people, I'm very a collection. careful to not be sure what people mean. When sure. But, it, but Trump, like the idea of like America as a nation they have a vision of what that means. Well, and, they, and they Pelosi ha- said it. Make Shh. make America white again. I mean, that's... Yes, that's, that's what he means. Yeah. yeah. That's what he means. And I'm saying that I don't fully agree and, with that, but I understand why people would feel that way. Because when you look at the facts, he, it is always people that are brown. And it is always yeah. people that are, uh, you I, know, red. And American Indian or whatever they are. Right. Yeah. So, so, or it's somebody who so, has... So the nationalism uh, and... Heritage. This, this is a, a, a completely accurate comparison. The nationalism is in like make America great again is it and and the racial component of that is precisely the same as when Hitler said make Germany great again. You know Although he meant it economically, but No. He meant kill the Jews, kill the dark skinned people who are living here from our African colonies, kill anybody who doesn't see Marion. And he did, you know. Oh hey, and the disabled too. Anybody else anybody else we can add we we started the list, got some camps going. You know, like, like, in th- that's what Trump's doing in terms of the way that that Trump thinks. And I, I've thought about I've thought about the, just his thought process a lot, which is hard um, to try and it, it, grok. It's it really interesting. Is. He doesn't think well. <laughs> no, he thinks. Everybody thinks. Yeah. It just it, it the way that he orders his thoughts is is interesting to me. Oh, well, right. You the, were talking about the, the language yeah. sequence. The way that he that way that he communicates. The way that he he verbalizes everybody has a thought process if they are able to communicate ideas which he is and and quite well honestly he is able to communicate ideas and thoughts Mm -hmm. the thing is that when you listen to him and when he actually brings stuff up there is a background radiation of rate like 
maybe not racism, but but kind of white nationalism. Um, Make America Great Again is it the time that America was great in the way that he always describes it is the 60s or earlier or or earlier but like in in post pretty much post-war america um when when the the economy was whatever madison you know. have told us what to eat exactly what to look not like. exactly not not the 70s not the 80s because he was he was a high roller in the 80s but he still got in trouble with the law and everything like they don't feel the time that he thinks is the best time in american history that we should go back to is put po- is post-world war ii yep and that is incredibly white and jim crow and whatever you know like there's yeah so when um so when he talks about people that aren't that when he identifies people that aren't american or or should go back to someplace it's so it's people that don't fit within that f- that framework that he's built up in his head and that he communicates to other people. Uh, if, and you can see that when he speaks to the people that listen to him, which are pretty much all white, except for like, you know, like a small per- percentage of brown people, because that'll, that'll happen. Yeah. And that, I mean, and that's something that we, that we need to keep in mind. Uh, nationalism, is that the thing is that nationalism has been tied to white nationalism for decades and he's trying to convert that into a overarching love or a protectionist um, or nativist feeling and trying to take the race part out the problem is when he's trying to describe the nation that he thinks is best brown people immigrants immigrants from brown countries because he's fine with melania um immigrants from brown countries do not don't really fit in with what he's saying when we come back i would love to just say what i think his hierarchy is okay well of what well, he values like, the most okay and two, two seconds and we can talk about also like how this connects to that era and the cold war so, but we have to take a short break. This is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. We're going to play a few PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and then we'll be back with more of this discussion. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Professor Howard Zinn. The independent, non-commercial radio station you're listening to is really important in the maintenance of democracy. Thomas Jefferson once said, an informed democracy will behave in a reasonable manner. So if you care about being informed, if you care about democracy, if you're a reasonable person, you are, of course. Please support your source for uncensored news and views and the voice of your community. A world of opportunity is sitting here in the Pioneer Valley right in Hoyoke. Bringing together a variety of organizations, Passport Hoyoke helps you discover Hoyoke's varied treasures. With numerous events happening nearly every day, there's no reason to ever be bored. For a full list of events and member organizations, visit Passport Hoyoke on the web at www.passporthoyoke.org. Come discover the city of Hoyoke. Do you gamble more often and longer than you planned? Have other people suggested you may have a gambling problem? Do you wish you could stop or cut down your gambling, but you just can't? 
If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a gambling problem. We understand the problem. We can help. With the Mass Council on Compulsive Gambling, please call us at 1-800-426-1234 or chat with us online at masscompulsivegambling.org. The confidential helpline number is 1-800-426-1234. Anthony, Mom said to take out the trash. But it's freezing outside. I know, but if we keep putting out lots of trash, it will warm up. Huh? What are you talking about? Global warming. Our trash gets burned and makes greenhouse gases. I kind of wish it went to the landfill instead. Methane is so much more effective than carbon dioxide. But why do you want to make global warming worse? I want to live on the beach. But the beach is only a few blocks away. Right, and if sea level comes up enough, we'll be beachfront. Melt those icebergs. Hey, I put all those papers, bottles, and cans in the recycling bin. Why do you put them into the rubbish? I read on the South Shore Recycling Cooperative's website, ssrc.info, that it takes a lot more fuel to make paper, bottles and cans from, ahem, virgin materials than from recycled stuff. Burn more fuel, more greenhouse gas. Before we know it, those obnoxious Sullivans across the street will be underwater, and I'll be having beach parties in the front yard. You're nuts. For the best in electro, new wave, funk, and dance, tune in to Subculture, Friday nights from 8 to 10 p.m., Listen from your computer, iPad, or phone by tuning in to valleyfreeradio.org. Subculture, Friday night, here on WXOJ. The Oblivion Express, old-school, free-form, eclectic radio programming every Thursday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio. Since 1981, the Oblivion Express has been traveling the musical spaceways in the valley, an eclectic mix of music from the 1940s to today and featuring just about every genre, rock, jazz, blues, world, folk, reggae, and so much more. Join me, DJ Funkadelic Fern, every Thursday morning on the Oblivion Express. STDs often have no symptoms, but if left untreated, they can lead to serious health problems, especially for young women. Every year in the U.S., about 24,000 women become infertile from untreated STDs, which means they may never be able to have kids. It's important to get tested regularly. All STDs are treatable. Many are curable. GYT, get yourself tested. Go to gytnow.org to find a testing center near you. A message from CDC. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can, too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. And we're back with civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. So, Sue, you wanted to uh, talk more about uh, what you see as Trump's priorities politically and uh, how he talks to crowds and what he really values. Well, what he values— And how this connects to the whole discourse and racism. Well, and I just wanted to lay this out here, and you guys will probably jump all over me on this, but— you know, just from having watched him, and I have no idea what goes through his or what his intentions are or anything, but it seems like, number one, mm-hmm. money. Oh, yeah. And in support of that, his own Im- image. Mm-hmm. White men, mm-hmm. Western civilization, mm-hmm. pretty women, <laughs> and then you can go on from there. New York City is up there, and, you know, sort of New York values. And I think that's just where I got on the list. But if you think of that as that really is what he cares about and motivates him, 
he is quite a simple person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in many ways. And effective yeah. from my perspective. Simple doesn't... He is president. <laughs> a hammer is a simple machine. Yep. Very effective. And it's if incredibly effective when... <laughs> In a, in a variety of things, including killing people. That Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Like he's thought of that use, and, but yes, that happened and, in Belmont, the and, pharmacist. And it, that, breaking the machine of government, too. Yeah, and breaking stuff and and building stuff. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, he's... I, I would put pretty women higher on that hierarchy, actually. Oh, like right below money? Yes. Oh, okay, because that, that feeds to image, right? Yes. So money, pretty women, It's like It's image. like Al Pacino said, first you get the money... That then there's women involved somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, that's the thing. Like a, a lot of, and I think a lot of his, a lot of its priorities are tied up with self-image, and uh, with self-preservation, um, which and many presidents have a very strong suit in that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because that's a terrible job. It's a horrible fight to get to it. Here's and, a sure, here's absolutely. a truth that I will never. This is a hill that I will die on. If you want to be president, there is something wrong. <laughs> there is something wrong. There is something not wrong, but differently wired in your brain because that's insane to want that job. Yeah, why do you want it? Well, it's very well, powerful. It's insane and to always run kind of, for that job. Yeah, if you're the kind of person who can go through the election cycle and you know get to the end, much less win. Yeah, yeah you have to have a lot of stamina to do that. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, which And it's interesting that we've had as many... People that I, I, you know, in my lifetime who've been president, who've been, you know, actually emotionally stable and fairly decent people. Now, like, who would you be naming? Two, uh, <laughs> Carter and Obama. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Pregnant pause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, I was just thinking about how, to, what do you mean by stable and, you know, because those words have lots of different meanings. I, 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 I mean, get, emotionally grounded. Yeah, as a layman. Yeah. I mean, emotionally grounded, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, George H.W. Bush was perfectly, you know, stable, like, you know, in a lot of ways, but also he was... Especially after he married his wife. Yeah. yeah. But, but also, like, he was, uh, you know, involved in sedition and uh, the Iran-Contra scandal and whatnot. So I, oh. I, hold, I hold that against oh, him. Oh, you're talking about the dad. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. So, uh, where were we going? Well, <laughs> I, 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 we, we, civil we, politics. Where were we going? Yeah, <laughs> it should be our real motto. Um, <laughs> Do you remember well, what we were going to talk about? Well, we were talking about um, <laughs> the squad, about uh, the squad and the rally, and how Trump wants to make America great again means go back to like the 50s and Cold War America. And I just want to point out, uh, did you guys see how Lindsey Graham was? criticizing AOC and the squad earlier this week? No, I missed he that. He's like, oh, they're communists. Oh, I heard a Republican comment that would make your hair curl, which I'm going to share with you guys. Sure, but... Go ahead. No, I can wait. All right. I'll hold so, it. So, well... I just the, write it down so I won't the, forget. The, 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 the point is, like, criticizing... You know, that was one of the ways they went after Dr. King. It's like, oh, you know, he's a communist, whatever, you know, and all these, these you know... Well, that worked in the 50s. And 60s, you know, but all these, you know, these, these, these didn't work anymore in the 60s. Yeah, it did. I mean, it didn't stop him, but it definitely. Uh, yeah, no. the youth, the youth movement, the same thing's going to happen with you guys and sort of it's like the LGBT stuff. Well, it, it already seems ridiculous. Uh, uh, I think to a lot of people to like uh, talk about communism. What? Yeah. And, and part of that no, is because, 60s, because was, like the, 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 done. the whole conception of the net political world internationally of the cold war 
Uh, I mean, think about it this way. It's the U.S., which is basically all run by white guys, versus the Soviet Union, which is basically all run by white guys. It's a world defined by a clash of, of two different groups of white guys and who have different ideas about how to run the world. And that's what Trump wants. That's what like a lot of Republican politicians want, and that's just not how the world works anymore. And we're not used to thinking of that as a racial dynamic, as a racist dynamic. And it, it isn't exclusively. I mean, you know, you can argue about politics and, you can, you know, communism versus capitalism without having to talk about racism. But racism is, is intertwined in it. Um, so that's a great segue to my comment. But first, I want to go back to the 60s, because... There's what people say was happening and the things at the schools and the and the bunkers and the n nuclear bombs. And then, so when we talk about the present time, you guys think that your opinion is sort of what the world at large thinks. In other words, we all do that from our own sphere. So in the 60s, it was really the youth movement. And I think that, like I said, that fear of communism was over. That's sort of what happened even though we yeah. were having the bomb things in the schools and all that. It's sort of like that was where it changed. And I think that's the that's why new blood and young is so important. And I'm sort of speaking to it as a child of the sixties. That right. that it you know, the old people were done. They were ripe and it was time for we them like, to go. God, really? Communism? That's yeah. what you're worried about? Yeah, really. Yeah. Exactly what happened. So this Republican comment, which is actually a great segue to what you just said, and I forget which which Republican said it, but it's a senator or a rep. And I, I heard it and I went, oh, my God. Well, and here it is, because yeah. it's just what you said. They said that um, they're concerned about communism because communism is really the same as slavery. That was the sentence. Communism, socialism is the same as slavery because I make the bread and you get to eat it. And I just was so blown away by that comment because I thought that's really their worldview. That really is the, where they're dealing their cards from yeah. right there. And I was just, I was so shocked by it right. because as a child of the 60s, you know, communism, socialism doesn't, doesn't scare me, you know, right. it, 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 and I had Quakers in my family. So, you know, they were all over yeah. the world visiting the Russians and in the middle of all that. So, right. and, you know, that was the Vietnam War protest. That's why um, Jane... Um, no, Jane. Yeah, no, that's, that's who I thought of too, actually. <laughs> yeah, Jane. Um, um, Hanoi Jane. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. That's why she went. I mean, that was what was happening. Is people are like, we don't hate these people. What are you doing? You know, this is. Yeah. That's what everybody was well, doing. And and there was who also, had any influence. And there was there was also the wait. So the French colonized, you know, <laughs> what they called Indochina, and they, you know, basically did it for, uh, uh, you know naked power and what money and whatnot and they justified it with racism yeah and now we're picking up their the gauntlet they left after the vietnamese drove them out yeah. at, at after dn bn foo like how is this not racist how is this not like like the the white people wielding their technological war machine against the yellow people who want to just you know live freely yeah and so here i feel so sad because here yeah. my generation was going to make all these changes and get rid of those horrible old people and now they're trump's trump's strongest demographic uh, well no and now we sit here and you know now it's the muslim muslims that people are afraid of and yeah. you know it's like it didn't go away. Nope. You know, we didn't do any better of a job, and now the climate's in trouble. So yeah. it, it's, it's a funny—so that's why I say in the 60s, 
Uh, I get what you mean. You know, if you yeah. were asking the old guy in the Senate, they would agree with you that we had to worry about the Russians. But if you asked anybody on the street... And the college was... Republicans were, like, worried about the Russians, but... <laughs> no, the college Republicans weren't. No? No. Oh, okay. Interesting. No. Okay. Not not in my group. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll All right. Leave. Interesting. But, you know, that is... It's just... It's because what the historians report is what the people over 50 yeah. tell them happened. Yeah. And yet I think what's happening right now is... I mean, look at the... They just had a march in Germany, and the young girl from Sweden, I can never think of her name. Greta Thunberg. Yeah. And her speech is about, you know, you say you're going to leave it to us, but... We can't we can't grow up fast enough. It's your you got to do something. Yeah, you've got to you've got to yeah. fix this before we all start dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas in the sixties, it's like we can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us let us let us have the reins. Well, so. as Eric Swalwell, who dropped out of the oh, race yeah. already, but he said, you know, time to pass the torch, Uncle Joe. Yeah, <laughs> and Joe is like, nope. It whacked him over the head with it, and he's yeah. gone. Actually, um, the guy I find interesting is is on the stage with Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, um, Bullock, Steve Bullock. Yeah, well, he's governor a, of Montana, so he just edition. made it. That's, that is interesting. Yeah, and um, I, I'd be curious to see what you guys think of him because I think you'll like him, but I don't know. Well, I look forward to watching those debates. Yeah. But what you were saying about how uh, you know uh, uh, the young people fifty years ago were like, oh, whatever, communism. Yeah. <laughs> you so, got to be kidding me, John McCarthy. Who right. is that guy? <laughs> yeah. So I, I just want to circle back to what I was, how I was starting things off. So I'm worried about uh, what's going to happen uh, as Trump sort of rips up, uh, rips the bandage off uh, our discourse, and you know, empowers racist white people to be racist white people openly again. Well, like that Republican. I mean, right. that was horrible. Exactly. But what I'm hoping is that generations of people my age and younger especially the younger ones who've I'm grown up count on you guys <laughs> well who've grown up with like the expectation that like you can't just be racist like like to just racism is bad saying you support racism is bad that's the wrong side of history no bad no um that that's going to be... Well, it's a culture shock for you guys. Right. Well, yeah. It, and that it's going to be a breaking point. Like it was for us in the 60s about what Nixon was doing. Right. And and what I'm hoping is that uh, 50 years ago, the, the, you know, young John Lewis and the rest were able to, like, beat back, you know, at least put a lid on... They were very brave. On the, on the, well, and, and public, public racism was no, became no longer acceptable. Like... That is bad. We all agree racism is bad. Well, they get it on the TV. All, all of you people may be, you know, quietly, you know, we may be like basically carrying on with our racist ways, you know, but we say, how dare you call me a racist? That That's totally inappropriate. I'll complain to my caddy or whatever. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that that the, 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 the groundswell, like the way American society and values have tipped is enough that that's going to be I hope a it's clear a critical mass. loser position politically for them. Well, look at Philly. I, I put a note on there. You may not have seen it. But um, Philly, they just fired 13 police officers, and 72 are on suspension because of what they were saying in their Facebook and chat rooms. That horrible racist stuff. Not unlike oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not yeah, unlike the governor of Puerto Rico, who I think I think they're going to drive him out. I hope, I hope gonna, so. Yeah, but that, and he insulted every group from people that were survivors of the hurricane, victims, uh -huh. you know, every group. that The policemen in Philly were doing that. And yeah. BuzzFeed yeah. got together with, I forget the other news group, but it's um, it's called something because you Fine. can... 
go online and see. John will post a link. So, but don't don't worry about who the news group is. What did they post? Well, no, that's what that's what I was trying to remember the name of that. It doesn't matter what what the name is. What is the actual uh, story? Shoot, it didn't print out because I. I don't have a colored thing in it. So that was what they did. They did the exposure. They did the um, um, open records requirement. I can't think of what that's called. Uh, uh, Freedom of Information Act. Uh, f- FOIA. Yeah. Right. They did a FOIA request. It's taken them over a year to get it. And they yeah. published the chats. And yeah. they published just what happened to the governor of Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. So I have great hope that this is the new normal and that you can't do that stuff and have your little secret group. Or, you know, in the fire department for the federal fire agencies and the things that they've posted about women, you yeah. know, it's no longer private. The Marines. Oh, the forest fighters. Yep, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. Marines, you mm-hmm. know, got caught with what they yeah. posted. I mean, I think that it's a it's a new era of um, sunshine, and the question is, can we handle it? I mean, can we actually make something of it and make make it make it better? So, but I'm I'm very hopeful because the you know the 13 Philadelphia policemen and some of them will be reinstated, you know, but at least they fired them immediately and you know, taken it to court. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, well, that's kind of it. And I'm sorry I don't have that reference because it's a great read. And it's BuzzFeed and another news. Well, uh, the genre will post the link, I'm sure, yeah. to our Facebook group or yeah. something. Yeah. As he finds it. And I can't see it in here because it didn't work out. Well, like, and it was news to me. I didn't know this existed. You, you emailed us the list. So the genre will be able to harvest it from that. Uh, we are almost at the end. But, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, th- this whole move for justice. Oh, I didn't see what's happening with the uh, district attorney in Queens. But did you see that district attorney's race? No. Uh, the uh, uh, An insurgent candidate who was backed by AOC uh, on Election Day, she was up 1,000 votes. And then they were, like, counting all the provisional ballots and absentee ballots. And, like, strangely, like, the votes just kept creeping down up for yeah. the, uh, AJ. The, 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 well, the person who was anointed by uh, the establishment, including the fellow who AOC turfed out, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting. They're, but they're still trying to control uh, uh, the, the Democratic machine in Queens. I thought the AG in New York was good. I thought he was actually doing a lot of stuff. To, Cyrus Vance? Yeah. Am I wrong? I don't know. I, I <sighs> He could be worse. Yeah. But no. He's, yeah. He's, uh, uh, we don't have time to go into it. but um, So the debates are next Thursday, Friday? Wednesday, Thursday? Is that right? Next week already? Or is it two weeks? It's two 30, weeks. 30th and 31st. 30th and so 30th. Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, today's the 19th, so... Yeah, it's yeah. two weeks. Uh, a week from next week. So like 10 yeah. days from now. Yeah, so we won't be talking about it next week, just who's still in and which which um, squad they're in. Nope. <laughs> nope. Next week we'll be talking... Uh, we'll have uh, Wendy, the host of Subculture, the show that's coming up in just a few minutes here on Valley Free Radio, will be joining us to talk about... Uh, why do you care about how I live my life? What, you know, like, why does your religion, for example, say that you should do that? Like, yeah. what's going on? That you have to intervene in my, uh, yeah. Right. yeah, it should be good discussion, so. Yeah. And there'll be more people talking and less of me, so maybe that'll be good for everybody else, too. Anyway, um, we do have subculture coming up in <clears throat> just a few minutes uh, at 8, followed by a Table of Contents at 10, OK Asia at midnight, and then uh, more cool stuff going into the wee hours. Uh, we'll be have a podcast of this uploaded to all the podcast places by Sunday or Monday, usually. And uh, we're still doing a repeat broadcast on Mondays at four. So listen to this all over again, please, because, you know, why wouldn't you? 
All right, so uh, that's going to do it for civil politics here on Valley Free Radio this evening. Uh, Thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll be back again next week. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.